Now, anything at all. And any questions about emotional intelligence as a subject? Um, I'm very happy to, to answer that as well, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you. And we're getting wonderful compliments and thank yous and things like that. So I appreciate everyone. You know, it's, it's really, really wonderful to, to get your input and feedback. And again, you know, give us feedback. You can email us. You all have our email address at hello at the British School of Etiquette.com. We love talking to you. We're here to support and you know help in any way we can you know a conversation is possibly you know communication is one of the fundamental aspects that we 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 i think stop uh, ourselves in our tracks sometimes when we want to ask something and we oh maybe it's a silly question or maybe i'm going to waste their time it's not at all on the contrary it actually gives people an opportunity to really expand and spread their wings and grow and this is what this is really about uh, Nancy's come in with another question. Um, are there any books you would suggest we read on, on emotional intelligence? Yes, uh, absolutely. I think Daniel Goleman's book, um, Why EQ Can Matter More Than IQ, um, was a sort of foundational work that I studied um, when I started my journey uh, to discover emotional intelligence and what it means to me and what it means to my work and what it means to my relationships. Uh, so Daniel Goleman is so, the so-called father of emotional intelligence and that would be a very good book to read. It's not that easy to read, um, but if you're prepared to invest the time, uh, please do so. And um, there are any number of books on emotional intelligence if you just care to Google it. Um, I'll be coming out with my own book uh, entitled Leading with Emotional Intelligence, which will be available for sale uh, on Amazon and on the, in the shop at the British School of Etiquette um, in the next six weeks or so. Um, so please pick that up um, if you'd like to, to pick up some, a, a, a book on emotional intelligence. <laughs> and also, if I could just mention that um, when uh, our attendees go onto the website and you go onto the landing pages of each one of our emotional intelligence programs, um, you can learn more by downloading um, a PDF overview of each course, which is far more detailed than what I've been able to go into here. Super, Rich. There are a few more questions coming in. So um, Henriette has come in and says, my question is, how greatly does creativity go with EQ? How uh, directly? Yeah. <laughs> how, 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 yeah. Her question is, how greatly does creativity goes with EI, with EQ? Well, I think, you know, um, my whole discussion this evening has actually been about the connection between emotional intelligence or emotions and creativity. Henrietta, the, the, the fuel that drives creativity is emotion, um, because emotion is the human impulse um, which drives all performance. Um, if you think about when you purchase a product, it's the emotion in the advertisement that grabs you to make that impulse buy. Um, it's the same when you create something. Um, it's the emotion that you feel, whether it's an unpleasant or pleasant emotion. Um, for example, a pleasant emotion can drive brainstorming and idea creation. 
um, and possibly a more negative emotion um, is a better place um, for you to analyze the ideas that you've created in a happy space um, to see whether they are cost-effective or functional or make sense. So when you get to understand your emotions, you can start using your emotions uh, to be creative um, and to come up with new ideas and innovations um, and then actually have the fuel to drive the work you need to conclude um, the innovation and, and make it into something real. Super. Rich, define in one line, what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is being aware of your emotions and how they impact your behavior and to do exactly the same for others. Love it. Love it. It is. <laughs> for, me, for me, what does emotional intelligence do for you? It, it, it unlocks you. It unlocks your opportunities. It gives you the, the, the ability to almost feel that you can fly. And it really does. You know, we're all one person, one opportunity away from someone changing our lives for the rest of our lives. And when you've got this incredible opportunity to know thyself uh, better and to pick up on other people's, you know, energy, emotions, feelings, oh my hat, boom, you're going to create unbelievable relationships right across the, the board, the world. It, it, it is so, so powerful. And uh, we thrive on this, ladies and gentlemen. This is something that will really give you exponential value return. And not only that, it's something that will be passed down to the generations to come as well. So... You know, again, Rich, um, I always love, love these because I, I, you know, as much as you and I spend time brainstorming and thinking about areas and ideas, I, you know, it, for me, I, I just feel like I'm a sponge soaking up more and more water, which is just brilliant. And, and I can just, again, um, on behalf of the participants, we've just had beautiful, hey, firstly, incredible questions, which I think you'd agree with me on that. And not only that, we've had great praise from people coming on and just saying, you know, thank you for your valuable time and knowledge and looking forward to other webinars um, and, you know, the opportunity to engage. And I'm going to reiterate this, please, ladies and gentlemen, I love, um, and so does Richard, uh, enjoy speaking on a telephone or on a, on a Zoom call or whatever suits you. But if you prefer emailing, then please, again, feel free to, to email us. Uh, Richard's direct email is richard at the British School of Etiquette.com. Mine is philip with one L at the British School of Etiquette.com. And then, as a lot of you will know, hello at the British School of Etiquette.com. But please take some time to look at our website, go through the EQ pages. Uh, we're updating things all the time, and we really look forward to the opportunity at some point, maybe not Im imminent, but at some point, hopefully in the very near future, to connect with you and get to know you. Um, one more question is coming from Teresa. Um, can critical thinkers be creative? That's, that, that's actually from Henrietta. Can critical thinkers be creative? You're a critical uh, thinker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, critical thinkers can be creative um, because critical thinking comes from vertical or logical reasoning. You know, um, when we make deductions, uh, from logical reasoning, we are thinking creatively, uh, uh, critically rather. 
Um, but when we are thinking creatively, uh, we are looking at things from alternative perspectives or different angles, and we're seeing things in a different way. Um, the key, uh, especially as a, a leader and, and also as a professional or knowledge worker, is to be able to toggle between the two um, and use your God-given gift of your left brain and your right brain. So critical and creative thinking are good friends. It's just a matter of how you see it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right, Rich, what factors are at play when someone with a high IQ fails and someone with a low IQ succeeds? A low EQ or a low IQ? IQ. So basically what factors are at play when someone with a high IQ fails and one with a low IQ succeeds? Uh, okay, so, you know, I don't know the person, but I think we're talking hypothetically here. I think when a, a person with a low IQ succeeds, it's because they have a highly uh, developed sense of their emo emotional intelligence. Um, they are socially intelligent, um, which is a key uh, element, uh, a, a key that unlocks success uh, in business today is being able to um, eloquently express yourself or um, get on with other people. Uh, social intelligence, which is a key EQ skill, um, is actually more important than IQ when it comes to achieving success in business. Um, you know, and, and the ability to develop relationships, Phil, as, as you, you've been speaking about. You know, if you're able to have good social skills and you're good at developing relationships, that makes up for perhaps a lack in IQ. And you know what? Um, in the world that we live in today, you can delegate work to people who have strength in various tasks. And you can coordinate that um, rather than have to do those tasks yourself. So um, a person with high IQ that fails has low EQ. A person with low IQ that wins generally has a high EQ. And, and, I, and I vouch for that. Uh, Teresa, that's such a brilliant question. And I actually read somewhere the other day that uh, why do people who got all the A's in college and school work for people who got the C's <laughs> a lot of the time. And it's often because those people might have been pushed down and, and pigeonholed into you're stupid, you're dumb. And actually they weren't. They were just using different parts of their brain that didn't connect with the person teaching them. So there's a lot of in-depth um, knowledge here that we go into in, in a lot of our coaching and training and programs. And Phil, if, if, if I can just add something on there, the beautiful thing about EQ, EQ is something that you can learn. It's something that can be developed over a period of time. Whereas your IQ, unfortunately, is your IQ for life. 100%. And one, now here's a question, Rich. Get your pencil ready. <laughs> and this is from Claudia. So Claudia, thank you. Um, hope you're well. Um, how do you deal with team members that have different emotions during completing a task? Not everyone has the same reaction when performing a job. If they still have mixed feelings, 
should I fire those who feel differently from me? I tend to value every single opinion, but I feel that um, in keeping, I, I, I'm giving chances to people and becoming a doormat. So basically what Claudia is saying is, but I feel that I keep giving chances to people and I become the doormat. Rich, are you with us? Just bear with us, ladies and gentlemen, we'll reconnect. In Africa, for those of you who are in the know, um, or not in the know, they often have a power cut. So I know Richard's got a back, backup uh, generator. So please, I know you've all been incredibly uh, wonderful in supporting this webinar. Um, and I thank you for your patience and staying on board with us. I'm sure Richard will be jumping back on in a few seconds. I'm praying and hoping he will. I think, ladies and gentlemen, if Richard doesn't come back on in the next few moments, what I'm going to suggest we do is, Claudia, please, um, I, I would love you to email that question in and, and even book a call with Richard if you would like to and make some time available to really help you on that, uh, on that particular topic because it's a fantastic, well, it's an amazing question and obviously it's something that's really giving you a challenge at the moment um, and there is definitely the opportunity to sort of unlock these unlock these doors that will allow you to really take control of the situation. Uh, he's coming back in now. There we go. Well, my apologies for that. Not uh, at all. Not at all. I, hope, I hope you got a hot cup of tea in that time. <laughs> no time for that. Um, so so did, you get, did you get the question? Yeah. How, do team mem how does a leader handle team members that are experiencing different emotions um, on the team? while they're, they're busy with the task. Yeah, and, she, and what Claudia is saying is that she's really starting to feel that, you know, she feels to, to, she, uh, she tends to value every single opinion, but then at the end of the day, she also keeps giving everyone chances, which then gives her, you know, the feeling that she's feeling like she's being walked over or taken advantage of. Yeah, the two words that spring to mind are flexibility and assertiveness. Um, one has to be flexible enough uh, to, to move with the flow of the emotions. So if somebody is, is feeling dejected or somebody is feeling jovial, um, is not to judge that emotion, um, but simply accept it and go with it. Um, but at the same time, keeping your eye on the prize, which is achieving the goal, um, and remaining assertive enough and confident enough uh, to ensure that everybody stays on task. So it's a very difficult question, but the key, in, and certainly from an EQ point of view, um, is to develop your ability to be flexible 
and accept that people will have different emotions um, and at the same time keep everybody on task to achieve the goal um, by developing assertiveness uh, which is not aggression um, it's confidence it's assertiveness so so that's my answer to that one and again, Claudia, I think from my perspective as well is getting to understand what makes each person tick. And, and yeah. this is something, you know, Know Yourself, Know Others is the most fantastic uh, short course is that we actually believe in not bringing the, the, the love languages. Now, I, I, I mean, I use this throughout my life and it's really, it supported me tenfold. And, and many years ago, um, we were very blessed to, to take on a very dynamic young lady and very early on, I, I realized that she wasn't so much driven by money. It was more, she really, uh, really thrived on, on praise and, and she thrived on quality time. So one of the things, and, and I noticed to unlock, because she very much had a certain way of loving to do things, to unlock that, I gave her some free reign. So for example, when it came to choosing office furniture, I gave her free reign, very much to my absolute and, and I think my wife Kerry went nuts because she is a designer and she, who would choose that but it gave her this sense of ownership a b the other side of the coin when it came to her sort of love language I mentioned quality time now her fiance always had a Friday afternoon off and uh, I often used to say to 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 this young lady listen take Friday afternoon off and go and spend some time with with your fiance and as a result this started to give me incredible uh, I don't want to use the word as in payback in the sense of I felt she owed me something. Not on that at all. She would just pop into a class that we were running on a weekend, which wasn't part of her job description or remit. She didn't have to come. She would make an effort to come up to London and come and meet the students and hand chocolate out to everybody. So, Claudia, there are many ways to, to sort of look at this. And obviously, I think having a conversation with Richard um, and opening up a little bit more could really start to unlock these opportunities for you to be able to realize each person's potential individually and then marry them up to the task at hand and letting that unfold so for me this is a great what a wonderful in-depth question uh, so thank you so much for that richard uh raza sensitivity and emotional intelligence how can sensitivity affect emotional intelligence ah what a great question we love this one yeah um, if any of you have studied psychology, um, you get people who we call highly sensitive people, HSP. Um, and it's, it's, you know, like you were mentioning, Phil, how we all have different love languages. Uh, for example, you mentioned quality time and giving somebody praise, which is actually words of affirmation. Um, so we have different types of personalities. Um, and you get highly sensitive people. So the key in having a relationship with a highly sensitive person or communicating with them or leading them is to accept the fact that they are highly sensitive people and not expect them to be like yourself. You see, when we don't advance our understanding about the different types of personalities that we interact with, we expect everybody to think and act and feel the same way we do. But it's not true. Just like we have different love languages, we have different types of personalities. And we also have different types of intelligence. 
Um, you know, you might find some people, like somebody mentioned earlier about science and technology, they probably have um, mathematical, logical intelligence. Um, whereas you might find somebody else who has spatial intelligence or somebody has interpersonal intelligence or intrapersonal intelligence. People with HSP have HSP. Get to understand that they are highly sensitive. Adjust your communication style and perspective so that they feel included um, and not different. And, and Raza, just to, I love that answer, Rich. Um, you know, Raza, just to, just to sort of elaborate on what Richard's sharing with you, I'm, I'm a very sensitive person. And, and I take, it's not so much to take things personally, I'm, I'm just sensitive. And it's something I've had to work on because, you know, for example, I have a wife, a wife who, who really is jovial and jokes a lot. And sometimes the joke sort of hits a slightly raw nerve and I'm, 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 I'm like, mm. but then I'm sort of, you know, we talk about bringing in certain um, key skills or, or practices. And, and I do, I have to sometimes count six seconds and think it through. That was just what it was that, you know, what, what, what was the angle? What context was it? said in and all these sort of things and we i think we as human beings not think i know we as human beings we've got to learn to slow down we've got to start actually connect reconnecting with ourselves we all too wired up and we all too affected and absorbed by electronical digital data and gadgets and that sort of thing we need to reconnect a with ourselves and then in turn reconnect with the people around us and the people that we want to sort of get to know and explore and find out more about. And that, that's really the matter of the, the true fact of all of this. So, so did you get that, Rich? Yes, I did. Sorry, I had a... Not at all. Not at all. Connection's a bit tricky to uh, I just mentioned that in Africa, sometimes you get these power cuts, which can sort of affect the... the, the no, unfortunately, yeah. no power cuts tonight. <laughs> So, so I think pretty much that, and, and again, we've had a wonderful sort of stay with people being online with us today, and it means a lot. Um, I, I think pretty much that is um, everybody so far, there've been some phenomenal questions. Uh, and again, please stay tuned, keep in touch with us. We will obviously be sharing material with you through newsletters and and as I said, from, from the British School of Etiquette, it's a true honor and a pleasure to have the opportunity to engage with you all. Um, and again, to sort of reconnect with wonderful people that we know from the past who keep reconnecting with us, which means a huge amount. So I thank all of you so, so much for everything, uh, Rich, that you've shared with us this evening. I thank everyone for their wonderful time. Uh, gee, one more question, Rich, from, from Noah coming in. If any person uh, controls his or her's reaction at the right place as well, so it will be assumed that he has EI or EQ control. I would put that down to EQ. It's EQ. 100%. Yes. <laughs> 100%. So on that note, um, and again, please don't stop the questions coming in. Send them through in an email. And we thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Phil, and thank you, everybody, for attending the webinar tonight and giving me the opportunity uh, to share uh, my favorite subject in the world, which is emotional intelligence. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, discussing the connection between emotional intelligence and creative thinking. And I would love to see your faces on my programs uh, at the British School of Etiquette, so please don't delay. 
uh, join a class today and I look forward to seeing you in the future. I'm not letting you go just yet. One quick understanding here. What is a, 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 a sort of an explanation of EI versus EQ? Sorry, EI versus EQ. Yeah, they're, exactly, the they're exactly the same thing, uh, Phil. Emotional intelligence and emotional quotient refer to exactly the same thing. Absolutely. So that, that, that's a great question because we get, I mean, there's so many little anecdotes and things like that, but yeah, absolutely. And, and what we love to call it, ladies and gentlemen, is, you know, social etiquette, social awareness, emotional etiquette at the end of the day. This is what this is all about. Yeah. So again, thank you for Shukran, merci, obrigado, gracias, gracias, gabonga uh, gakulu, whatever beautiful people there are out there from all over the world. Shukran, shukriya, thank you so, so much for engaging with us. It really is just fantastic. Thank and you, Phil. Thanks so much. Thank you all very much. Thank you, and wonderful evening ahead. Bye bye.